says, watch and pray. So, this is interesting, so that you will not fall into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. I don't think it's just to show you like what the enemy's up to. I think if you're watching and praying, you're yielding more to the spirit, therefore you're not fulfilling the lusts of your flesh. You become more spiritually minded and you're not so focused on this flesh and, and, and this thing that wants to fall or fail or tr be tripped up by the enemy. You yield to the spirit, you don't fulfill the lusts of your flesh because you're watching and praying, you're looking at what the spirit of God wants you to do and that excites you more than the things of the flesh. You get, I don't know, you get such a charge when you're used by God. When you led someone to the Lord or you prayed for someone and they got healed or, or whatever. So we have two sets of senses. We know this stuff. But I think it's good to be reminded. We have two sets of senses and one set is the physical we can see, we can hear, we can touch, we can taste, we can smell, right? And then same thing spiritually. We can see, we can hear, we can touch or feel. We can taste and see, we can smell. But what we don't realize, and, and, and if we will put down our flesh, meaning like not use our physical senses to indulge in the flesh, if we'll put our flesh down, our spiritual senses will become more aware. That's why fasting is a good thing. Because you're making a decision to put your flesh down. It doesn't make God do anything. It just, it just puts your flesh down and makes it subject to the spirit. And so we have two sets of senses. We have our spiritual senses and we have our natural physical senses. And the Lord warns us that we ought to watch and pray so that our flesh does not fall into temptation or distract us. If we're watching and praying, we're seeing what the Spirit of God is saying. We're seeing what he's showing us. And then that motivates us rather than letting your mind daydream and you think or you dwell on the things of the flesh. And then you yield to the flesh. Because where does attack happen? Mind. And then the moment you give place to a thought, you give in place to the enemy. He may bombard you with a thought and you can cast it down. But the moment you think upon that thought, you've given him an open door. But God says, watch and pray. Because what you're doing is you're letting the Holy Spirit show you things as you're in prayer. And then you're meditating on that. And you're giving that place. And then he takes you in the Spirit. He'll show you things. He'll fill you. He'll encourage you. He'll, he'll reveal what the Father wants to do through you that day or, or whatever it is that he thinks you need. So sometimes our flesh is weak. Or sometimes we may start thinking about food. <laughs> I'm talking about praying here. So we're in prayer. And your stomach starts grumbling. And your flesh starts thinking about food. Or your mind starts daydreaming about 
a certain show you're going to watch or a game you're going to watch um, or whatever because our flesh is wanting to rule us. But God says, no, put it down. He says, watch and pray in the spirit. Wait until you get the instruction in the spirit of what the Father's doing, what the Father's saying. And sometimes it might not even be just for that day, but when he shows you something, it's what encourages you and lifts you up. Like, yes, I got my daily bread, or yes, I got my encouragement today. Or just seeing that in the spirit, like seeing what God was doing through Clayton, like that was an encouragement for me today. Like, um, you know, and he spoke a couple other things to me about about perspective and 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 seeing things from his point of view. Um, and he actually showed me. Um, and again, we're talking about watching and praying, and I'll probably share this a little bit on Sunday. But um, I was in the spirit, and I saw um, a church, and I saw a balcony. Um, it was just a small balcony, but I went up there with the Lord. And that was it. And then I went and used the restroom, came back to prayer. And a little bit later, I saw a house. And I went out onto a balcony. I'm like, a balcony. And the Lord's like, I'm giving you fresh perspective. I'm going to let you see things from my point of view. Did I say that last word? My point of view. <laughs> to see from a higher place. And so that was encouragement to me. But if I wasn't watching and praying, I wouldn't have saw those things and then inquired of the Lord, what does that mean? What are you saying? And then he could unfold it, right? And so don't be so busy that you just pray your little prayer, you do your little uh, devotion, and then you feel like you got your daily bread. No, 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 no. Daily bread is when you are inspired by the Spirit of God. Like you're reading the word and all of a sudden something hits you and you're like, that's for me today. Or that's correcting me today. Or that's um, encouraging me today, right? Um, or it could be by the spirit, like, like I shared with you those two things. And they're both obviously biblical too. But God wants us to be more aware and he wants to increase our awareness of our spiritual senses and put our natural fleshly um, tendencies or senses down, they should work together, actually. But if we yield more to the flesh, the Bible says we'll reap more of the flesh, right? And if we yield more to the spirit, we're going to reap more of the spirit. But what if we surrender our flesh to the Lord? He could, in fact, because I've, I've seen in the spirit, but simultaneously seen in the natural. And I've heard in the spirit, but I've simultaneously heard in the natural before. I've smelt in the spirit, but it's almost as if you're smelling it in the natural before. Um, a stench of wickedness or, or a perfume of, of a heavenly scent, right? So God can use, if you'll surrender your natural facilities, your hands, your, your smell, your eyes, your ears, if you'll surrender your vessel, your physical vessel to the Lord, it can work simultaneously with your spiritual senses. So that's why he says in Ephesians 5.18, don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Instead, he's talking about natural senses, right? 
Instead, focus on getting filled with the Spirit. That's like the, the, the equivalent to getting drunk with wine is getting filled with the Spirit. It's, it's, it's your natural senses or your spiritual senses. He said, if you'll focus on getting filled with the Spirit, you won't crave this thing over here that could ruin your life. So he's covering that. He said, your sinful nature, your flesh, your sinful nature craves. We're a new man in Christ Jesus. Your spirit man is. Your flesh is not. The Bible says we have to renew our mind day by day. So you can't think that just going to church Sunday is going to keep you spiritually strong. It's not. So you've got to renew your mind and, and put your flesh down every day and yield to the Spirit and be filled with the Spirit. We're called to live in the Spirit and live by the Spirit. And, and how you're going to, if, if the Holy Spirit was sent so to show us and reveal to us and speak to us what's on the Father's heart, then it makes sense that we would have to spend time with him to hear and see what he's showing us, right? And to look, to watch while we pray. Like, and in order to do that, it takes practice to put our mind down, to put our flesh down and yield it to the Lord to where you're not deciding that you're going to think about what's to come the rest of the day, but you're quieting your mind and you're, you're focused on the Lord or you're, you finally got it like not bombarding <laughs> thoughts about the natural and you're focused on the Lord and you're praying in the spirit to where he then can use your renewed mind to speak to you, to show you things. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. In Galatians 6, 7 through 9, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whatever he, if he sows to the flesh, he's going to reap of the flesh. Destruction. But if you sow to please the Spirit, from the Spirit you will reap eternal life. Don't become weary in doing what is good. Don't become weary in putting your flesh down and yielding to the Spirit and, and spending time with the Lord because it, the wheels are going to get turning and its increase is going to come. And you're going to start hearing from God more. And you're going to start seeing more. But you got to keep it up. Right? It's just like someone who's working out and trying to get fit. In the natural, it's not overnight, right? They have to keep it up. And it's a progression of slow but surely if they'll keep it up, they'll see a change. It's the same in the spirit. Everything's simultaneously the same. But it's a matter of focus on spiritual things. Yield to the spirit. Watch and pray so that you don't focus on this flesh stuff over here. If you'll do that, you'll be the light of the world. If you'll do that, he'll show you. He'll show you what's on his heart. and He'll accomplish so much more in and through you. So what God's trying to do is encourage us to be watchful in the spirit and stop being distracted by worldliness or by um, things that, you know, consume our, our minds or uh, worry or, or anything, but, but focus on heavenly things. You know, God can't guard your eyes and your ears. That's our job. If we want 
to hear, and, and, and many people hear um, testimonies of people having dreams or visions or revelations or visitations. You know, I mean, there's different levels of everything, so there's increase that can happen. You can't be jealous because they're yielding to the Spirit and they're reaping of the Spirit. Whatever we yield to, we're going to reap of that, right? Whatever we sow to, we're going to reap of that. And, um, you know, so we, we, God doesn't guard our eyes and our ears. We are supposed to. We are supposed to protect what goes into our physical eyes and our physical ears actually can hinder or help us to hear or see spiritually. God says in 1 Peter 5.8, be alert and be sober of mind. For your enemy, he prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. What does he mean by sober of mind? He's not talking about alcohol. What he's talking about is be serious about watching and praying. How else could you see the enemy? It's a spiritual thing, right? So he says, be alert in the spirit and be serious about praying in the spirit and looking and watching in the spirit because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. How does he devour us? He devours us by getting us distracted by the things of the flesh. He devours us by getting us distracted so we don't yield to the spirit and get spiritually strong, and then he distracts us, and that's who he may devour, the one who is not yielding to the spirit. So he's, the Lord's telling us, be sober and be serious about this because the devil is looking for the one who he can devour, the one he can trip up, and it's the one who's going to yield to the flesh. It's the one who's focused on the flesh. That's why God says, don't get distracted by the flesh, but focus on heavenly things. Put your flesh down. Make it subject to the spirit. He's also saying, be sober, like, don't get crazy and silly and all emotional when you're in prayer either. I mean, yes, sometimes, you know, we may tear up because the presence of the Lord is there, or there may be joy because God's there and he's encouraging us or whatever. But don't get all emotional and, and be serious and be alert. When, I, when somebody's all emotional and distraught in the natural, they're, they're in an uproar, they're unreasonable, and, and they can't see straight or think straight, right? If they're in anger or rage or, or uh, upset or, or heavy, they're totally distracted, and they wouldn't hear common sense if, if they needed to. The, the same thing in the spirit. We can get all crazy and wild and not be having eyes to see and ears to hear. We're distracted by emotions. Be sober. Be serious. I'm, I'm not talking like God's not a God of joy and peace, but be serious about it. And know that God wants to speak to you things and show you things by his spirit that are going to help you and instruct you and, and protect you. So be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. Why? Just so you can stay on the right path. Well, yeah, that. 
but because he wants you to be sensitive in the spirit. And if you aren't careful about what you put into your spiritual eyes and ears or what you're speaking through your mouth, how could he use those same facilities to speak to you by the spirit of God? How could he, if you're using your hands for wickedness, how could he use those to lay hands on the sick and they recover? If, he, if you're using your mouth with profanity, how could he use it to encourage or, or speak a word of prophecy through a mouth that's filled with foul? So we want to be careful to, to put our flesh down and be yielding to the Spirit so we can be a light of the world, so we can let Jesus shine through us. So you see how our two senses actually do work together. We can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to totally be used on Sunday, and then Monday through Saturday I'm going to yield to the flesh. You're not going to be fully used the way God wants you to be used. What scares me in the Word is where people come up to the Lord on the Day of Judgment and he's like, Lord, we prophesied in your name. We healed the sick in your name. We cast out devils in your name. And he said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. That scares me. Because they were doing all this on Sunday. I'll just put it this way. This is what the, the Christian society saw. But over here in secret, they were yielding to their flesh. How could God fill a temple that's filled with garbage? I mean, I know he could use a donkey, but I believe he said, present your body in, in Romans 12 as a holy and living sacrifice. The kind he can find acceptable. If we want to have ears to hear and eyes to see in the spirit, if we want to grow and develop our spiritual senses, we're going to have to put down the earthly, demonic, and fleshly desires that we're filling our eyes, our ears, our mouths with so that we increase our sensitivity by yielding to the spirit. Life could be so much more exciting than it is even now. If we'll watch and pray day by day, day by day. <laughs> when we yield to the flesh, we'll just say secular music. As cheesy as it might sound, Caleb has a Caleb challenge to encourage people in the beginning of the year to only listen to Caleb for the whole first month. And actually, it does change lives, I believe, because if they've been listening to secular music all along and then all of a sudden they switch and they only listen to music that's glorifying to God, they're no longer sowing to their flesh. They're now sowing to the spirit. They've taken this challenge and, 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 and it actually they're hearing words of encouragement. They're being uplifted. They're hearing the Bible. And whether they're Christians or not, they're now yielding their facilities, their ears, to the Lord. And now they can hear what God's saying. They've become sensitive to the Spirit of God. 
God is so serious about this. He does not want our ears or our eyes, our spiritual senses to become dull. Nobody wants a dull knife, right? Clayton's always complaining. (laughs) Holly's complaining, (laughs) sharpening their knives. You don't want a dull utensil. You want a perfect utensil. Fit for the master to use you. Right? But every time we put into our vessel things that our flesh is craving, and not all of it is sin, but but we're yielding to the daydreaming, or we're yielding to um, responding to our, our stomach in our time of prayer. If you're not on a fast, eat before you go pray then, so that you don't get distracted. I'm serious. If you're not on a fast, grab your breakfast and then go to prayer so you, the enemy cannot use your stomach to distract you to think about food. It will be helpful. But what we're sowing, if it's the flesh, we could actually dull our spiritual senses by partaking too much of the things of this world, whether that be music or movies or, you know, getting angry and speaking things that are displeasing to God. Don't dull your spiritual senses because these two work together the spiritual and the physical. If you allow garbage in, it will desensitize your spiritual senses. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, he says, don't you know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you, who you've received from God? You've not your own. You've been bought with a price. So now honor God with your bodies. Use this temple and surrender it to the Lord so he can use it. So he can work through it. So he can work through that mouth, those ears, those eyes, those hands. And I already said Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul's like, I urge you. I plead with you. Offer your body as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? It's not always easy to lay your life down as a sacrifice. God asked me for a sacrifice today couple days ago it's not always easy but what he asked I was like okay I'll do that why because he needs flesh to be put down in order to bring increase in the spirit and if we're calling and crying out to God Lord I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for you I want more I want more and he's like okay give me more give me more I was like, okay, I get it. So Paul's urging us to present our body and turn it over to God. What is he asking you for? What is he asking you to not do anymore? What is he asking you to give up? What is he asking you um, to to think less of and, and focus on? Him. When, when, we, when he asks us to present ourselves, it's not just our spiritual body. Yeah, yeah, I, I you know, worship, and yeah, I come to church, or yeah, I, I do a devotional. But, but what are you doing with the other 90% of your week? 
Is it surrendered to God? On a day-to-day basis, even when you go to work, are you thinking about the Lord? Are you thinking about him speaking to you? Are you meditating on the scriptures? Are you, are you uh, thinking about who here doesn't know the Lord? Or are you, are you aware if God were to show you somebody that's sick, would you be willing and bold enough to step out and pray for them? We want our, our spiritual sensitivity to grow. And how that's going to happen is by saying no to the flesh. Whatever, it, it may be totally different to each one of us. For some, it might be, you know, TV, too much of it. For some, it might be too much romance novels. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what you're sewing. People have different guilty pleasures. I don't know. For some, it might be eating too much or maybe eating too much garbage and not enough of the healthy. There is moderation in everything, and God will show you what he wants from you. If you truly desire to be more in the spirit, he'll show you what he wants from you. And this is why, partially why I wasn't led, and I'll just say, I wasn't led to go on some crazy fast this year because he was teaching me and showing me something specific that he's asking of me. And it has to be with you. I can't just say, hey, we're going to go on a 21-day fast this year because he has to, you have to desire and hunger after God, and you have to be able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you. It's good to declare a fast. It's in the Bible, and we've done that before. But if you truly hunger and thirst after God, then you will be asking the Lord, Lord, how can I put my flesh down so I can grow in the spirit, in my spiritual senses. And I encourage you to ask. I encourage you to, and and don't just make up something. Just let them speak to you. My dad would fast one meal, and this is all growing up, and he had such amazing manifestations of God's power when he first accepted the Lord. And I believe it was probably what birthed the ministry in itself. But he was just regularly, by the, by the Lord leading him, every Friday lunch, he would fast. That was it. That's what the Lord was requiring of him, and he was faithful to do it. You know? And, and, and maybe that was a big for him. I don't know. So God won't ask you to do something that he can't, that you don't have the power to do. Just know that. Consecrate your body and surrender it to the Lord so that God can use you more. Watch and pray. And, and, and as you pray in the spirit, don't just do it to check off 30 minutes, you know, or something like that. Some people don't even pray that, but you can pray as you go, you know. You're going to take a walk, you can pray. You're going to take a drive, you can pray. You can go to work, you can pray. That's why he made it the way he made it. Because you don't. your mind doesn't even have to be fully engaged. But I'm talking about having time with him where where you are watching and praying where you're not doing something else and you're actually aware that he's speaking to you so that um you're yielded so that he can get those wheels rolling so that you can see and so that you can hear what he's saying um 
Lay your life down. By that, he doesn't just mean spirit. What is our life? It's the spirit, it's a soul, and it's a body. Your body, your life, lay it down as a holy and living sacrifice, which means I'm going to give spirit, soul, and body to you, Lord, and sometimes that might hurt, and sometimes my flesh might want to do this or that, but if it's not pleasing to you or if you're asking of me or requiring of me to, in order to step up in this area that I lay something down for a season or whatever, then I'm willing to do it because I want this more. Let the Lord have every part of you. Let him guide your life to a whole greater extent than you ever imagined. I, I mean, you see it in the word, the extent that God could. The, the believers in the church are praying for Peter to be delivered from jail. They go to the door, they hear a knock. They go to the door, and a little girl peeks out, and it's Peter. Right? And they're praying for Peter. And so that's good news, right? But she runs away, doesn't open the door, he runs away, goes and tells them Peter's at the door. And they're like, no, no, it must, listen to this, it must just be his angel. No big deal. We see him all the time, apparently. That was common for them to see that much in the spirit that they knew the angel of Peter would look like Peter. Isn't that interesting? I believe that there's a spiritual heightness and awareness that we should be walking in to where it becomes more common to see so clearly in the spirit. Think about, you know, was it Peter and Paul? In, no, Paul and Silas in shackles and they're let out. Just things become heightened, your spiritual senses become way more aware the more you focus on heavenly things. Did any of them have jobs? Sure they did. The, the people that were praying for Peter, did they have jobs? Yeah. But you could be about your father's business while being on the job. You can be spiritually minded even while on the job yielded to the spirit of God so that he can use you while on the job just like the Lord showed me about flight and one good thing if we mess up fess up you can confess your sin and the blood of Jesus will cover it right why do I say that because sometimes if we mess up we can desensitize say we watch something we shouldn't watch or maybe we let our mouth slip and we let vulgar language come out well, you don't want your tongue to become dull. You don't want, if you looked upon something that's unpleasing to the Lord, you don't want your spiritual sight to become dull. So you be quick to repent and apply the blood of Jesus and ask the Lord to, to resharpen, <laughs> resensitize you by the blood of Jesus with himself. Amen? 
So I just feel led. I'm just gonna I'm gonna do that to you. Go ahead and and if if you've done anything, said anything, and, and I, I believe probably while I was speaking, God was showing you different things the way you've been maybe yielding too much to the flesh or the soul or the mind to where you have become desensitized to the things of the spirit. So we're just going to pray and, and, and you can just quietly lay things down before the Lord, but I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus over you and I am, I'm going to ask him to, re, to purify you and resensitize you and your vessel, your spiritual eyes, your spiritual ears your spiritual senses. So, Father, right now, Lord, we just come into your presence, Lord. We just come boldly, Lord, to your throne room right now through the blood of Jesus. And, Lord, we desire, we hunger and thirst after you, Lord. We desire to be used by you for your glory. We desire to be on this adventure in life with you in the spirit, Lord, not fulfilling the lust of our flesh. So, Lord, we come before you and we present our body, our spirit, and our soul to you, God. We want to present it as a holy living sacrifice. So, Father, we just lay it down before you. And we ask for your forgiveness, Lord, for anything that we've done that has dulled our spiritual senses. Anything we have sown to that has desensitized us, Father, we repent and we ask for your forgiveness. We ask you to cleanse us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, through the washing of the blood of Jesus to purify a spirit, soul, and body. And we ask you, Lord, right now to resensitize our spiritual senses. Cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness and, and sharpen our spiritual sight, our spiritual ears. Sharpen our senses, Lord, so that we are keen, aware of your presence, of your power, of your glory, of what your spirit is showing us. So that when we pray, we can see and know and hear what your spirit is saying. So when we read the word, it becomes alive to us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do a work, sharpening us, preparing us to be a vessel, a utensil, fit, sharp, ready, keen for the master to use us. Jesus name. Just sit there for a little bit. Let him talk to you. Let him show you what he needs to show you. <laughs> 